Greetings from St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, here in the very heart of the City of London. We're delighted that you're able to join us for this act of worship. St Bride's is famous for its ministry to journalists, and behind me here you can see our journalists' commemorative altar. We are aware, as never before, of the dangers that those in the industry face when bringing us the news. So our journalists and all who work in the media are very much in our thoughts and prayers at this time. However, we are, of course, here for all of you, journalists and everyone else. Do please leave us a comment or a like and tell us where you're listening from. It's always good to hear from you. And if you would like to donate to help support these services, uh, you'll find details of how to do so in the accompanying text. But now, may the light and peace of Christ be with us all as our worship begins. Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also.
The Lord be with you. And it is a great delight to welcome you to St Bride's to our choral Eucharist on this, the eighth Sunday after Trinity. Wherever you are in the world, and however you're listening to us, we hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St Bride's family. We begin with our opening prayer. Let us pray. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. Let us confess our sins in penitence and faith, firmly resolved to keep God's commandments and to live in love and peace with all. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen.
almighty Lord and everlasting God, we beseech you to direct, sanctify, and govern both our hearts and bodies in the ways of your laws and the works of your commandments, that through your most mighty protection, both here and ever, we may be preserved in body and soul through our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the book Genesis. The word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram, I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what wilt thou give me, for I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, thou hast given me no offspring, and a slave born in my house will be my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, This man shall not be your heir, your own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven and number the stars, if you are able to number them. Then he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed the Lord, and he reckoned it to him as righteousness. This is the word of the Lord.
reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen, for by it the men of old received divine approval. By faith we understand that the world was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was made out of things which do not appear. By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place which he was to receive as an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was to go. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked forward to the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith Sarah herself received power to conceive, even when she was past the age, since she considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore from one man, and him as good as dead, were born descendants as many as the stars of heaven, and as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. These all died in faith, not having received what was promised, but having seen it and greeted it from afar, and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For people who speak thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of that land from which they had gone out, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly one. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. This is the word of the Lord.
Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Provide yourselves with purses that do not grow old, with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Let your loins be girded and your lamps burning, and be like men who are waiting for their master to come home from the marriage feast, so that they may open to him at once when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those servants whom the master finds awake when he comes. Truly, I say to you, he will gird himself and have them sit at table, and he will come and serve them. If he comes in the second watch or in the third and finds them so, blessed are those servants. But know this, that if, if the householder had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have left his house to be broken into. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. This is the Gospel of the Lord. My grandmother was a marvellous woman, born within the sound of bow bells and tough as they come. Very resourceful person. She went through so many things in her life, including being bombed out during the war. She knew a great deal about life. And one of the most amazing things about her was her handbag. It didn't seem that big, but I remember that she seemed to have everything you could possibly need for every circumstance in that bag tissues, tablets, tools, and all kinds of other things that you'd never think you might need, but just one day you could. She was never really caught out by life. And when I think of her now, she's indelibly tied to that great handbag of hers. She lived out a life that could have been defined by the phrase, be prepared. And of course, that's the theme of our reading from the Gospel of Luke today. It begins with a rather charming image. Well, actually, two images. Jesus talks about the servants being ready for work. First, in the Middle East, you would have to gather up your robes and tuck them into your girdle in order to work. That's the first image he used. And second is lamps. The lamps they use would have been like a sauce boat with, uh, with oil in and then a floating cotton wick and you need to constantly maintain them. Make sure the wick was trimmed properly. Make sure there was enough oil. Because if you didn't do that, then you'd be without light. I'm, I'm sure today he would have used, um, Jesus would have used images that were, were, were equally relatable. Perhaps it was, you know, always making sure you have your mobile phone charged. But the basic idea is be ready, always be prepared. And to really understand this reading, why it's so important, we need to travel back in time 
in order to understand the mindset of those who would have heard it. The Gospel was written after Jesus' death and resurrection and ascension, and there was an urgent, urgent thought that he would be returning very, very soon. And when he did, the world would be thrown into utter turmoil. We call it the end times. The world is going to be turned upside down and they believed it could be any moment. And you see this same thought throughout the Gospels and the letters of St Paul. Indeed, St Paul advises people only to get married if they have to. Not because he was against marriage, no. But he was so convinced that the end was near that he thought there was no time for that kind of thing. We call this eschatology, the study of the theory of what happens when the world ends and when it's likely to end. And the people who, who understood this at the time, who would have been um, engaging with this gospel, thought they maybe only had a few days or weeks to go. I wonder how that would shape our lives if we had that sense as well. Frankly, I think I became rather complacent. I lived my life, especially before Covid struck, thinking that things would just go on forever as they were. And maybe that's a reason why I put so many things off, things that actually I needed to get sorted. Because if I knew that things were going to come to an end, if I had an actual end date, it would sharpen my mind immensely. It would change the kind of person that I am. These days, the only people who seem interested in this eschatology, the end times, are cults who grandly declare that the, the end is going to happen next Thursday, perhaps, at three o'clock. But of course, um, they haven't been reading their Bible because when we read this, we realise that the reading says we don't know when the end will be. But we're called to be ready, to be prepared. So, what would it look like if we lived life prepared for the ultimate ending of everything? How might we live differently? How might it shape us and our relations? I think the first thing to be said is that we would need to answer some of the more urgent questions that we, we have a habit of pushing to the back of our minds. The question, for instance, of, is there God? And all the other questions that tumble out from this question, like, what is God like? What would he ask of us? What might we need to do in response to a stunning revelation, perhaps, that there is an author behind the universe. C.S. Lewis, the great Christian thinker and academic, and author of the Narnia books, said that this question of whether there is God is the ultimate question that all intelligent people should ask and answer for themselves. He said it's not a question without importance, it is the question of ultimate importance. And we have, a, 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 we have an absolute imperative to answer that question. And of course, the pledges made at baptism frame and answer that question as well. I ask you just to take some time to think about it. You know, is there a God? 
Is that God the source of all goodness and beauty and creativity and joy? And is it perhaps time to go on the great adventure towards him? And if you're on that journey already, how might we go deeper with God? I think the second way that this kind of idea that, that the end may be at any moment helps us is to encourage us to be different actors in the stories of our own life. Not to put off those really important things that need to be done and possibly more important need to be put right. If we live with the sense that God's asked us to be ready, that the end can come at any time, even today, then I think the first thing I wouldn't do is make a bucket list of maybe trivial excitement. I, I don't need to climb a mountain or jump out of an aeroplane or drink the finest wine. No, I think what I would do is to make good with those around me and make good with myself. It would not, this revelation, should not lead to frantic action. And notice that the passage in the Gospel of Luke doesn't ask us to indulge in frantic action. Instead, it should, it could, it can drive us to a sense of deep peace, a sense of perspective on the tumults of our life. Making good with people who we have wronged, who have wronged us, and making good with ourselves because the peace is the great marker of this end times perspective not fear peace and focus get the important things done make right i've had a lot of time to think about this kind of thing during covid for the first part of uh, covid i was a parish priest in wembley uh, a truly unexpected thing had, of course, happened, and the response, to begin with, was just shock. But then, I think, it just crystallised my thinking, made it simpler. What do I really need to do, I asked myself. We didn't know how it would work out. I mean, I was right next to the hospital, and there were days when we just heard ambulance after ambulance. What I did was, the simple thing I could, I began each day ringing some of my parishioners, knowing that they were probably feeling scared and lonely and they wanted to hear a friendly voice. It wasn't earth shattering, but it was important. And I realised I'd neglected doing this throughout the whole of my ministry. It was only when that sense of peril really struck that I changed. The other thing was that I got to reflect on the important things in life. I wondered about how to be peaceful and I spent a lot of time in the garden. I found myself loving sitting there watching the birds and enjoying the clouds and the sky and the trees and I began to feel much more peaceful. I'd been shocked from my complacency into recognising the world around me and being grateful for it. I allowed myself to have some peace despite the uncertainty. And I began to feel a deep security that God is there with us every step of the way. Although it's always made me laugh, this is really the opposite of that car sticker I once saw when I was in California. Jesus is coming. Look busy. <laughs> I think that's one thing that we may all be able to do in the coming week. Be aware that nothing is permanent. We don't know when everything is going to end, but it might do. And if that means that we need to be ready and prepared, that probably means making good. 
And so I leave you with a poem by the American farmer, activist and poet Wendell Berry that I think sums up where I've got to. I wish you God's peace and I hope this poem helps to focus. When despair for the world grows in me and I wake in the night at the least sound in fear of what my life and my children's lives may be, I go and lie down where the wood drake rests in his beauty on the water and the great heron feeds. I come into the peace of wild things who do not tax their lives with forethought or grief. I come into the presence of still water and I feel above me the day-blind stars waiting with their light. For a time, I rest in the grace of the world and am free. Amen. Let us now stand and affirm our faith in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father of the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten and not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, we acknowledge one baptism for forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. The response to the bidding, Lord for the years, is we give you thanks. Lord of the morning, as we gather together following those who have worshipped at St Bride's throughout the ages, we now ask you to hear the prayers we offer. May the gift of your holy word be a lantern at our feet, a light to our paths and a strength to our lives. We pray for Her Majesty the Queen and His Royal Highness Prince Charles. For Alison our Rector, Jeff our Associate Priest and for all who have made it possible for us to join in this act of worship and for our friends and family, watch over those who are separated from us and keep them safe. Lord, for the years, we give you thanks. Father of hope and love, 
Hear our prayers for all who strive for peace and harmony, to work for a better tomorrow. Help us to remember the cost of war, particularly at this time, those suffering in Ukraine. We entrust to you these times when suffering seems senseless, life so fragile. Bless us with the assurance that you are in all things, the tragic and the beautiful, the nightmare and the dream, the darkness and the light. We pay tribute to the men and women, past and present, serving in our armed services to protect our freedom, and for those working in the local and national media. Lord, for the years, we give you thanks. Lord of light, we bring to your care all who are unhappy and experiencing difficult times and generally finding life difficult to cope with. Give them comfort in their misery and help us to help them where we can. Healing God, we ask you to touch those who are unwell, ease their pain and heal their suffering in body, mind and spirit and make them better. God of the spirits, we pray for those we have loved who have reached the end of their earthly life and are now at peace in your eternal kingdom. May we who miss them gain comfort in the memories we cherish in our hearts. In the moment of quietness we bring before you all known to us who are in need and for all who have no one to pray for them. Lord, for the years, we give you thanks. Lord of the morning, creator of all times and places, during this prolonged heat wave, we pray for farmers and their animals and those who work to protect the environment. We thank you for the beauty that surrounds us everywhere, the multicolored flowers, the deep blue of the sky, the tranquil surface of lakes, the red and purple of the sunset at the end of a golden day. As we open our eyes and ears to the landscape of nature, deepen our awareness of your love so that we may share this with others and enjoy a summertime of thanksgiving. Merciful Father, Accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Will you please stand? Christ is our peace. He has reconciled us to God in one body by the cross. We meet in his name and we share his peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you.
Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. It is indeed right, it is our duty and our joy, at all times and in all places, to give you thanks and praise. Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. For he is your living word. Through him you have created all things from the beginning and formed us in your own image. Through him you have freed us from the slavery of sin, giving him to be born of a woman and to die upon the cross. You raised him from the dead and exalted him to your right hand on high. Through him you have sent upon us your holy and life-giving spirit and made us a people for your own possession. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and singing.
accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood who in the same night that he was betrayed took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. same way after supper he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them saying, drink this all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of his kingdom, and with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Accept through him, our great high priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours for ever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith, receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith, with thanksgiving. We do not presume to come to this world in the most of the world, trusting in our own righteousness, but to 
Let us pray. Strengthen for service, Lord, the hands that have taken holy things. May the ears that have heard your word be deaf to clamour and dispute. May the tongues that have sung your praise be free from deceit. May the eyes that have seen the tokens of your love shine with the light of hope. And may the bodies that have been fed by your body be refreshed with the fullness of your life. Glory to you forever. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. Understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. <laughs> 